0: To see examples of what we talk about on this episode, along with further information, go to bunchofdork.com.
1: Welcome everyone to Two
0: Dimension Podcast.
1: The comic book podcast with no direction.
0: up everybody you know the song you know this voice it's your boy Rook. joining me as always is the man who was on after me for the first time in a while it's mr don moore oh and joining us tonight the author of an amazing book uh intrusive thoughts everybody say hello to anthony stokes thank you so much for having me man uh i gotta tell you funny thing happened yesterday um Before I started doing my show prep, I jumped on Kickstarter, and I'm just floating around on Kickstarter, and I come across – organically, I come across your Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, this looks really good. Yeah. And I funded it. And then we get talking, Don and I, and he reminds me, hey, don't forget, we've got Anthony Stokes with Intrusive Thoughts tomorrow night. And I'm sitting there laughing my ass off because I'm like, wait a minute, I just funded that. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, money well spent. But that, that, I mean, that, I'm, I'm popping up in
0: the right places apparently, so that's good news. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's you know, um, tell us a little bit about what brought you to write this, this book. What, what is, what does this mean for you? Absolutely. So, um,
2: really, really, I started, I started my comic book for career like a little bit under two years ago, like probably like 18 months. And I did my first series and I really tried to become a student of the medium. I really tried to, try to study things and, and get a better understanding of the medium. And my first comic book series was very literal, you know, everything that was happening was, was really happening. And I, this was a story dealing with like nightmares and sleep paralysis. You could you could have it be more metaphorical. You can really play with the the
0: boundaries of the medium. So that was like my favorite thing. Right, and that's something that I gotta say about what I what I've read. Uh, we got a copy of it early. We got I got to read it. You definitely are showing some very emotional things, some very deep things in this. Um, you know, it, it's. Intrusive thoughts. Uh, you, we're following the character Tyler, and he's, man, he's had a life. <laughs> he, to say the least, he's had a life. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Dealing
0: with abandonment, loneliness, uh, it looks like anxiety issues, sleep issues. Uh, you're not telling a typical comic book action superhero yeah. story you're actually making people sit here and think about what they're reading and mm-hmm. I, I i think that's fantastic man that's that's really something that we don't see a lot of
2: yeah i definitely wanted to stand out in the market that's I when was, i was talking to I'm talking to uh andrew davis and the the, the the space is is i won't say crowded but there's a lot of people in the space and then so for me i really want to do something that could that could stand out and uh, I did tie a hand behind my back, not doing, you know, a superhero or something that's immediately identifiable as like something a, a consumer would want off the bat. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like the, the product is doing well, and, and uh, I would uh, just I wouldn't do anything else, you know.
1: Nice. Uh, if you could tell our listeners the the title of the comic and give us just a quick synopsis, you absolutely.
2: absolutely. It's called Intrusive Thoughts. And essentially the, the, there's an orphan and he's, uh, he lives with his foster parents. His foster parents are always gone. They're always jet setting. And he has like migraines, uh, you know, night's hair, sleep paralysis, and his sleep paralysis demon bites one of his classmates. So it's a, it's about the, the, the sleep paralysis demon materializes and that's, it's like a mystery about why that's happening. And also what
1: happened with his parents. Bye. I really liked the character of Tyler. I really, and this is something about the comic. I really felt for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found the character, even all this stuff is happening, is very human. I mean, yeah, he may make mistakes, but they're they're doing their best to keep themselves on a even even keel as best they can with all these things happening at such a young age. But and uh, the art and the storytelling go hand in hand. It's all one thing. It did really suck me in. I love how the pages are constructed sometimes. Like sometimes the panels kind of go off-tilter and they kind of fall. Fall. They're still telling the story, but you have a large image and smaller panels at an angle, kind of like they're, they're collapsing in. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen some people try to do these things. And it fails miserably. It's confusing. This one, the the story just read. And I'll be honest, my reaction when the thing was finished is, oh, come on. Um, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> um, so thank you very much for that one.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the reaction you want, right? You want people yeah. to, to <laughs> want to continue reading, uh, you know, because that's you're going to get repeat, you know, readers or, or et cetera. So no, like that thank you. I kind of start when I when I map out a series. The I kind of go I structure the the cliffhangers more so. So if I have a five issue series, I need four cliffhangers. So you know that's definitely that's definitely important.
1: Yeah, I, that's what amazes me is how um storytelling in comics is something that fascinates me. It's a facility that I don't have, but I appreciate it when I see it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I can see. I say that I read the book. I read it just like I did when I used to pick up a book when I was nine years old. I mean, I just it sucked me in. I read the thing I finished. Um, My reaction to the ending, I had to go back and read the comic a second time, you know, which is what you want. But I can see after doing that, I can see some of your thinking and nuts and bolts on it. But again, I've seen other people try to do these kind of things, you Mm -hmm. know, and they fall on their face. This one, it just flows. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot said to it, but its se- it seems very simple on the surface, but there's a lot said in there a lot of nuances a lot of again a lot of thinking and I really cared for the you know the title character how How long are you planning on doing this series?
2: It's gonna be four five excuse me six issues, but the last the last issue might be like a a mega size issue, you know, probably yeah. like forty pages or something like that um but yeah you know hopefully i can get done telling the story 2025 you know hopefully before that
1: wow
0: so with this story uh, you said something about the fact that the demon man the sleep demon manifesting might lead him to understanding more of what happened to his parents
1: yes yeah exactly so it's like yeah one big mystery Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, good. I'm glad you're on the show. <laughs> yeah, he, he he mentioned that.
0: He mentioned that, you know. That what, that uh, that that's interesting. It's you know, cuz I go back to the panel of the parents fighting and now you got me curious if this is conversation on some people's mental states being hereditary uh as well as the nature versus nurture uh idea so i was just curious about that is that some of what you're looking at talking about yeah absolutely love Her- hereditary the movie
2: Pointing up, you say that is a, a big inspiration i love ariester I'm, I'm a big <clears throat> excuse me i'm a big movie guy huge movie guy so mm-hmm. um as well as yeah there there will be some some of that stuff in there for sure don't want to get too much away Right. no
0: oh definitely not i just uh like i said you mentioned something uh now i'm just kind of curious about some of that um, i'm interested to see how that plays out now in the rest of the series so um what kind of books do is this a departure from the last book in the way that you're going more um not as literal you mentioned the first book you went very little in it you so it departs from the last book and getting a little more metaphorical along with physical with the with the demon
2: yeah um no yeah definitely more way more metaphorical i would describe this as almost like a dark whimsy is, is what i was almost like a tim burton almost like a a, a neil gaiman kind kind of vibe going on is what we're that's what we're shooting for you know
1: right on. Uh, um, yeah. If you don't mind, could you tell us about your, your past series as well?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. It it was called decay. So decay was guys at a party. Um, he gets shot wrong place, wrong time. He, he comes back and gets revenge. It's very much like the crow. So um, I wanted to, for my first series, I want to do something. It's five issues. I'm actually finishing this in April. So that's really exciting. Um, but essentially I wanted something that would be really, really simple. Um that would be easy to grasp and something I could get done with it within within two years. That's we're on track to do. All right. All
0: right. What kind of inspirations do you have as far as comic books? Uh do you do you read a lot of of well, I assume you probably read a lot of the indie stuff um do you read anything anything else that uh, brought you comics in general
2: yeah so i read um uh, mostly manga i do i do read the big stuff i try to read indie comics i read uh uh white ash recently by charlie stickney friend of mine fantastic read destiny New york um i need to i need to read phantom Well, it's a lot of volumes but I'll try, I'll try to you know put a dent in that as well and then my, yeah, I read mostly manga though. If I'm, if I'm reaching for something to read, it's, it's going to be manga. Um, I think they're just doing a lot of, I think the, the, when you look at a lot of the manga stuff, it's like, they're bringing kind of that creativity, um, that creative stuff that you see with like the smaller comics, but they're also bringing like a mastery, like master storytelling and, and the benefit of that medium versus superhero or mainstream comics is that that's like all tour like you know it's it's one person like maybe a writer maybe an artist and like an assistant and that's kind of it so you get like one long you get one story being told by maybe three people as opposed to i picked up the black panther uh run recently with by uh john ridley and it was so much it was so much context i was missing you know this is such a higher barrier of entry like information wise so i'm definitely i'm reading uh i'm reading what am i reading right
0: now uh one punch man right now it's, it's phenomenal yeah. yeah 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 it's funny that's a uh comment that's been echoed here on this show quite a few times how man how manga is far surpassing what we consider the major publishings of comics uh you know yeah. don's talked about it a few times how like the manga aisle at a bookstore will be full while the comic book aisle is empty or it's just a couple of old guys like us <laughs> <laughs>
2: You said the, oh you oh I see what you're saying like people are buying
0: well like like
2: you it, it's I mean you also think I also think of the structure as well is like you're one person you're working in a vacuum to tell one story mm-hmm. you know whereas if you as him writing Captain America you know I gotta consider the I consider the greater narrative I have to consider like the previous lore i have to work other stories in there as well so it, it, and then um so it's almost not fair and then you're you're you you could take a break as a manga writer you know and then i don't think you can do that with comics i think it's it's a big right. dice there so it's, it's yeah. a lot more it's it's just the to me it's just a better medium right now you know and of course you can get something that like a there's something killing the children or something like that. Like a smaller, like maybe in that middle ground, you know, like a Brian K. Vaughn, you know, that those guys can kind of make something that is on the other level. But then I find that the art in the writing is still is still better. Like so, yeah, I think I think it's a I think it's an amazing medium right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. What what brought you into comics?
2: I always love storytelling. I always had a love for storytelling since I was like a kid, really. And um I really, I really truthfully I'm a movie person. Like I love movies. I love the medium of movies. You know, I just love everything about them. I love going to the movies. Um, like I said, as a kid, I was reading more manga. You know, I was reading like Naruto One Piece, you know, stuff like that. And then so making a movie is really expensive. You know, it'd be it'd be disingenuous to act like I wouldn't have rather made a movie, you know. Right. But you can take a couple thousand dollars and make a really good looking comic book so it's the basically the low barrier of entry
1: i should say now how how do you like working with an artist compared to just writing on your own i mean do you like the collaboration is one question i ask all the time to writers you know when they bring a project forward is what's it like to to see somebody else visualize what you've written
2: On the whole, I've had nothing. I've had I've had mostly like three out of the four, like three out of four times. I'm at a 75 percent rate at like finding good artists, having a good having good communication. You know, every once in a while, the the style doesn't match up or what have you. It it depends. Like there's a there's a really good freedom of I'm just going to write a script in a vacuum and just do it at my own pace and and make it my own thing. There's also a frustration when you're writing something and it's just not clicking you got to go back and forth you got you got to get it there. um there's also a great thing of when you write something that's kind of basic and an artist can kind of take it in and flip it in a new way so it's it's all it's all contextual you know it's all about right. what's happening um i i appreciate both
1: i got you. Yeah. you that was a good answer right there um <laughs> But again that's a lot of times we have writers come on the show uh, and i'm trying not to dig up dirt on stuff i'm just trying to it always amazes me when i see writers come into comics because most most people that read comics want to draw you know and a lot of times you have you have people that really don't really write so well but can draw quite well you know what i mean and Whenever I see writers writing comics, I'm thinking, well, why did you choose comics? Um, yeah. You know, but I mean, when I'm saying this, you understand the sequences. You understand sequential storytelling, which, again, that would be part of movie making as well.
2: Yes, that's. Yep. And uh, like the my I think was was been great for me is that. When you're right, when you're writing a screenplay, right um, and it's not produced, right? You're just, you're writing, you don't have any concept of like budget or nothing like that. You don't have any con. a lot of times restrictions make you better. It, it hones you in. If you, it, you can be, you can be put into a corner and that's when you have your best moments It's what some of the reasons I remember the argument that like, for instance, Deadpool has to be R rated. And it's like, you know what? Somebody could probably sit down and write a really, really funny PG 13 Deadpool movie because they can't rely on you know, the, 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 some of the grosser stuff, right. Like, and by that same token, having to, having to pay for the art, you know, having to pay for the lettering, having to go out there and, and pitch it, like having to materialize this stuff has really, um, made me, it, Like, I think, I think I was always good. I was, I was community, I think as a, a writer or even an entertainer, the idea is to communicate ideas in the most interesting way. That mm-hmm. is that is what an entertainer is. That's what a writer is. And I could always do visual storytelling, but it's it's gotten better. It's gotten more refined. I can add a lot more details. This is OK. This is, I'll, I'll give a specific for of thoughts. thoughts um, as far as communicating ideas. Interestingly, so he's a loner. He's he we have to get a bunch of information out of there. We got to get a bunch of information. He's an orphan um his his parents left him with a snow globe that's all he knows uh you know he's got he he was in an orphanage his foster parents don't really care about him we have a lot of ideas to communicate so i thought having talked to a therapist because when you're in fair it's completely organic that you would tell a therapist your backstory that's kind of the premise of therapy Mm -hmm. right also i was like oh you can draw he can he can he can sketch to to communicate these ideas visually and there's this great moment where he draws his he draws his parents he can he can draw that they have faces he draws his own face when he draws his foster parents faces there's no face because he's yeah. drawing from memory and he can't recall what they look like um that is a that is not something i was doing when i was you know writing movies you know that that's something that that's something that you pick up from just like i said trying to trying to convey as much information as efficiently as possible as interestingly as possible
0: yeah yeah and that that is something actually i noticed in your panels that they that <clears throat> they have no faces because like you said he never sees them apparently they just galvan all over the damn place <laughs> yeah take the pictures. <laughs> like, oh look, look at us awesome. we had we adopted a kid and just let him leave him alone all the time I, i've <laughs> yeah. heard that
1: story so many times though about foster care you know i'm it is one thing I, I can't stress how much I like Tyler because, and I'm not giving away anything in the story, but he's basically a train on a shaky track, and there was well, there was people that are giving him some options to to help that could be detrimental, and he he stands on his own and says no, I've got it in in different ways. Um, I you really conveyed that quite well in the character. Um,
2: and really let me say something real quick. And you think about it, like you would think that there's two things like that's important about that one. He's, he's got foster parents and then they don't really care about him. Like he's just a paycheck. Right. To, yeah. So it's almost like an element. You could look at it like, damn, like if, if I was in that orphanage, maybe there's a, there's a chance, but it's like, this is the best I'm going to get. And it's still, I'm, I'm, I'm aesthetically better off. But more or less, it's kind of it's kind of a similar thing. Um, And then he's graduating high school in two years. So yeah. he doesn't have the bad The, the, the situation is only getting worse. And that's kind of what starts the that's the pressure that kind of it's always been bad. But that's like the the boiling point is I have to leave home. That's not even a home and then go off to college. Well, I have nobody. I'll really be alone.
0: Yeah. So he's lo- he's looking at the fact that he's so alone now already and Mm -hmm. that it's just going to get progressively worse and worse for him. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's got to be triggering a lot of different emotions, and especially a teenager. I mean, cripe, I'm not that far removed from having a teenager in my house. So, you know, it was uh, not easy.
1: It could be better. I mean, I also think the character, he's trying to hold on to where he's at, but I think he's also seeing it could be better down the line. You don't know um, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> yeah. But, so. but um, yeah. It's if you could, like I said, we were. T- I was talking about how how the pages set up. How how do you work with the artist? Did you basically clearly say like how to lay these things out, or is this something? This is a collaboration where you maybe put one thing and artist came up with that. It's
2: not a it's not a true collaboration in that, like you're. I mean, I think it's, I think if you're, it's a true collaboration where the artist takes the script and then breaks it down, then you need to be compensated as if, as, as a co-writer or co-whatever, co, you know, uh, this is, I'm sending them script, they write their impression of what I'm saying. Now, uh, I, there were a lot of moments that I had written to the script specifically. That's like, Hey, it not, it, nah, I mean, I didn't say this, but it needs to happen like this. Right. Right. We need this, 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 this. If you were replacing this with a moment, it, it better be excellent, right? Um, And then there's times where you're like, you can kind of do what you want here. You know, I, I, I'm i not really sure. I don't have anything particular. And um, there, there, I remember a moment specifically where he's working in the backyard, and I said, he needs to vacuum, just do yard work, and then a, something scary happens. So he's raking up leaves, and the, the frames are the leaves. Um, yeah fantastic like that wasn't the moment i had written in so it's it's um you have to you have to do the panel page breakdown i think it's uh irresponsible otherwise as well as if you don't like it you're you're you're, you want to have a certain amount of control just to keep things running you don't want to
1: overburn your artist yeah Yeah, that's well that's all well said that's um this is something we talk about on the show but it's taken us 11 years to discuss what you just told us in a minute and a half. Um,
2: <laughs> you are a writer. Yeah, yeah, I try to be very brief. I, I really
1: <laughs> <try> to... <laughs> well, you say a lot and, and very little. That's uh, Which, again, is what I said about the comic itself. Uh, one thing you mentioned that I, I'm kind of fascinated with, you're talking about paying for what they do. How, how did you decide the, how to pay the artist? I mean, did they come in with a rate, or did you... This is something I've never thought about. If you wouldn't mind telling us just a little bit about how you approach these things.
2: So it depends if it's a, if it's an older artist, right, is a veteran artist. Their rate is their rate. Essentially, you can you right. can finagle a little bit. If it's a newer artist, you can kind of be like, hey. I can do this price point and then, you you know, or whatever, you can kind of negotiate harder, you know, so that's more or less. um that's more or less. I mean, it's just like anything, right? Like it's just negotiation, you know. Like, yeah. uh Then, then it is kind of, it is kind of messed up. It's like who has leverage, who doesn't, et cetera. But it's, it's the same as negotiating anything.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's you no. Know, that's exactly it. It's, it's a negotiation, you know. And I'm sure if you work with somebody that does an amazing job, you take care of them a little more the next time around, too. I mean. Yeah, have you worked oh, yeah. with the same people before?
2: Yeah, I mean, I worked with Marcelo, my artist for like 2 years now just to, No, yeah, 2 years actually. We've been working together for 2 years. Um and he he's great. DNS, the artist for this, we've been working for like a year almost cuz he did three covers for me. I'll definitely get him again for another cover. He, he's phenomenal. Um the letter for intrusive thought excuse me the letter for the k i've worked with them multiple projects so um yeah no i i would say i would say it's it's very rare i work with an artist and would not it's like i would i would never work with them again it is it is very 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 rare it's how ha- i've worked with a lot of artists and well like let's say a dozen and there's only like one of them who i'm just like yeah no it's
1: not happening so right oh, that's good uh, how, how did you how did you find each other
2: so I was on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I found I found my artist either through Twitter, Instagram or Reddit. And I was like, I need a cover. And I don't know. I don't know how we really came across each other. But I was like, I need a cover. I like this style. I said, yo, are your commissions open? He said, yes. It was kind of funny because I was talking about for the future. I was like, hey, I need this. I'm just I'm just doing research for down the line. Right. You You want to have a bunch of artists available, you know, just in your head. Right. yeah and and uh he was like yeah um you know what are you looking for i'm like i'm looking for this that this that he was like all right i'll start the day And I was like, okay let's start the day so i had i had a cover <laughs> i've had a deco- i have had have a cover for decay issue four which is dropping in april that i've maybe had for like seven months right. um, just because I, he's just really good just because he's oh my, man
1: it might be longer than that now, wow. that one we're talking about we've had a, a writer on the show before and he was talking about how many scripts he sent out to an artists and it was just quite a bit and i think he's gotten three back have you ever it sounds to me like maybe you've run an artist that has taken some time or haven't gotten to work out at all
2: um that an artist um i mean it's all about personality and it's just like how how you want to work out but it's really like I said, it's really just it's just one time. I try to be very malleable. I I don't like deadlines. I I don't like hard. Let me say I don't like hard deadlines. You right. know. Um. Of, we need this done. You know that's why I like starting in advance. I never want to be like we need this done here. Like my artist for decay. I would I will message him and say, can we get this done by the end of April? Right. Um. If and it, and if it goes into May, fine. You know if something pops up. Hey, we have the flexibility to give the space to we we can adjust these sort of things. So I think that's one thing. I pay immediately, you know. I, I of course you pay your artist,
1: right?
2: Um, and then I'm I really I really try to let the artist do their thing. I really don't try to get into their way. So that, I think that I don't know exactly what you asked. I'm pretty tired, but those are the things that I do to make sure I maintain a good relationship with the artist. And to my knowledge there's 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 not a lot of artists i think that would that i've worked with that that I, that wouldn't work with me again which is good that's a good feeling
1: no. yeah that answered everything even though you're tired <laughs> yeah, yeah but um campaign <laughs> yeah.
0: how, how many shows have you done today this
2: is
1: my second one. Oh <laughs> man but, but we were talking about kickstarter um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what what all of you put into kickstarter if you could tell people if they're thinking about kickstarter like what all what all is is isn't entail
2: i mean it's uh it's interesting you have to because a kickstarter is like nothing else on the planet it's such a weird thing it's such a it's such a really specific thing because it it's not a marketing platform but it is it's not a store but it is like they don't take the money out right away, so I somebody just messaged me like, "I'll get you when I get paid tomorrow." For those that don't know, Kickstarter doesn't take your money out until your until the end of the campaign, right? Which, which is annoying because people wait, people wait until the end of the campaign, or they they wait until they have the money, which I understand. Mm-hmm. They wait until they have the money to pledge, but then it's also like, all right, you get dropped pledges, you know, um. It, it, you don't you you if I got the money right now, i could I could do so much. I can get so far ahead of the fulfillment process. i'm just I'm just complaining at this point. Uh, so it's it's really unique. you the beauty of Kickstarter is that you can look at other Kickstarters. You can look at my campaign and be like, you know, you could take away a few things. Um, I got it pulled up right now, you know, interior art, a graphic with rewards on it. You got the reviews, you know, you can kind of look at the pricing, you know, all this stuff. So that's the beauty of the platform is it will subconsciously tell you it, it'll tell you like. Here's how to do this, and they won't let you they will not let you <laughs> launch. I've gotten I've gotten a project decline today. I got a project declined like last year because it, it didn't have enough for them. So. Um, I would say just be ready to learn because there's some certain things you just have to do it. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity, um, are there any other crowdfunding sites that get you the money as the pledges come in? Yeah. Any gogo I think, does it.
2: I think I think Kickstarter is the only one that doesn't do it. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't really look at the other websites. Yeah, because Kickstarter seems to be the one. I mean, it's not the one, but it's just the biggest one. It's like Amazon's the biggest. Yeah. It's like, it's like if I'm trying to sell something, I'm trying to get the biggest audience base. That's how I look at it. Yeah. It, yeah. Unf- and it does. It does have the
0: biggest audience base. I mean, that's unfortunate because you
2: want the, the, the ecosystem, you want multiple crowdfunding platforms so that Kickstarter doesn't have the monopoly. And they don't have a monopoly, but. It's getting Coken, Yeah, it's 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 pretty close. And I think you know, with Zoop, there's there's Zoop and Crowdfunder, and I think there's a third one I can't remember. But the fact the fact of the matter is, when somebody says Kickstarter, they they, they mean crowdfunding. It is synonymous. Yeah. Yep. Like it's almost like Coke. Like when you think of cola, you mean Coke. Like yeah. that's that's kind of what it's like. And there's not even a Pepsi. That's not even a good metaphor because there's no Pepsi. Like it's just, it, <laughs> you know, it's like. Coke and then RC Cola, you know, like yeah. that, that's, I would love, nothing would make me happier than there'd be a competing where it's like, okay, now the comics have to get better. Now the, the platforms have to innovate, but that is what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I know. It's just, I know what you mean. And it, you know, knowing that I, I I've noticed it myself going to like India Gogo to look it up and see if anybody's got anything good over there to fund and stuff yeah, Kickstarter just seems to have more. Way, way more. So and you know, it definitely get bigger numbers over on Kickstarter than than the others as far as funding goes, I've noticed. So um real quick, uh yeah. I know you've got to be getting going here. Uh where can everybody find you? Uh where would you like everybody to seek you out on the internet?
2: I am at Stokes the Writer on Twitter um you might not like me on there <laughs> people don't like me on there <laughs> and then uh i'm on youtube at super comic bros i just made a youtube channel oh so what what are you doing on the youtube channel what kind of stuff are you working on on that you know i, I mean we're kind of it's it's new right so that's kind of cool so you can kind of like you can kind of do whatever you want you can kind of like experiment so i love video essays video essays is kind of like so i didn't i don't have any traditional i don't have a traditional background in like film or anything i took a creative writing class in uh like 11th grade and that's essentially it so a lot of my i i would say self-taught and what i was doing was watching video essays um yeah so that was kind of like my education so i just have such a respect for YouTube, I have such a respect for that, you know, talking to a mic and making a point and articulating in a good long form. And oh man, I made it like for me, a a a a five minute video essay will take me like eight hours. <laughs> it's like you're yeah. making like an hour and a half. It's so, it's so incredible. And then we're doing live streams with other creators and stuff like that. We have Jason Edmond on the show um, tomorrow, so. Uh, and passion so it's we're just doing a little bit everything and and to me to me uh i'm gonna give you a little bit extra like making comics full-time it just sounds a little bit shaky it doesn't it doesn't sound as secure as i'd like but content creation on the other hand sounds more sustainable and also feeds back into the comic book stuff so content creation is something i aspire to yeah And and a comic book is a content as well like literally like you can you depending if you want to be like that kind of creator, you can be, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Can I mean, that's that's um, I've I actually know several people that do that, so um, Dave Baker would be one of them, uh, with his podcast, he's feeds a lot of uh, a lot of people into his comic books off of his podcast, so yeah, it's absolutely stability. Um, all right, so. The book is Intrusive Thoughts. Get up on Kickstarter, get it funded. It is it is actually funded, but sorry, sorry. you're sitting at 199 backers still. Ah, come on, 200. Yeah, I'm
2: saying, well, yeah,
0: what's happening? Like, can I celebrate this weekend or what? Yeah, right? I mean, come on, one away. Come on, somebody get up there. All right, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us, man. Go get some rest. I know you're doing the gauntlet uh, campaigning right now, so... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Have a great night, man. Absolutely, thanks so much for having me.
1: Anytime. If you're any kind of singer, musician, performance artist, if you can put on an MP3, we have a music break when we don't have a guest, and Rook is getting upset because I keep playing the same thing over and over again. Anyway... Uh, We also have a T-shirt. It's not to make us money. It's just to help us pay the hosting fees. It's on the sidebar of the blog. Listen to the show. Wear the shirt. Rook?
0: Everybody, check out our website, bunchofdorks.com. Click on that Cyclops. You can find uh, links to everything we talked about on this show there. Until next time, everybody. Read. More. Comics. You can hear our most recent 20 episodes on iTunes. If you would like to hear our older episodes, you can find them on our blog. Just go to bunchofdorks.com and click, click on, on the, the Cyclops.
1: Your dimension can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe, rate, leave a
0: review, tell a friend, or like us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.